Another day, another bank. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here, Brian Sussman Show. Thanks for joining me. We talked about this in yesterday's podcast. Another bank in trouble. And after I recorded and presented that podcast, uh, we get word of yet another bank in the crosshairs. So we need to talk about this. I want you to be completely informed. I want you to be aware of what's happening. I want you to know how much these latest bank problems are going to cost the U.S. taxpayer. So let's dive into it. The most recent situation involves Bank West. It's a regional bank. Listen, there are a lot of us who felt that um, moving money from big accounts, I, I, had, I had money, can't say I had a lot, but I had you know cash in Bank of America. And some time ago, my wife said, you know, we really need to move to a community bank. I think it'll be safer. Um, their balance sheets look better. So we moved money to some community banks. Well, Bank West is a community bank. Took it in the shorts. So I should, I should say PacWest. PacWest is a community bank. And it's, it's in big trouble. Shares plummeted. My gosh. In pre-market trading on Thursday, they shared, uh, the shares tumbled 37%. So here we are on Friday. And now a lot of people are wondering about their community banks and banks at large. What are we going to do? Here's, here's what I think's going to, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this happens. I don't want this to happen. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a financial guru. I'm just a guy who reads a lot about this kind of stuff. But it wouldn't surprise me. The goal of the World Economic Forum is to move to a digital currency. I know that we have a, uh, an Office of Currency Control in the United States of America. Uh, the Office of Currency Control, it was either, I think it was early last year, I did a podcast on this at some point, but they made a move allowing for digital currency to be a real currency. So, of course, right away, people that own Bitcoin uh, thought, wow, all right, we're in. This stuff's legit. Well, I believe they're thinking of a digital currency that has yet to be revealed. Now, why would they want this? It's very simple because they want to control us. You see, a lot of people right now are taking cash and putting it into their safe. Well, if it's not going to be safe in a bank, it'll be safe in the safe in my garage or in my basement or wherever. And as more people do this, it wouldn't surprise me at some point, especially given the Biden administration, that they'll say, okay, hold it, hold it. And they'll do this in the name of equity, of course. We're going to put a freeze on all paper money. Everything you have is moving to digital. Take it to the nearest exchange and your cash. And they'll, they'll, they'll in glowing terms, they'll tell us how wonderful this is. Your cash will be safe. It's moving to digital. No one will be able to steal it. Well, not everyone will be able to use it as well. What if you're in the crosshairs of the cancer culture? Uh, ca cancer, excuse me. I've got so many people I'm praying for right now with cancer. It's on my mind. 
And Lord, for all of those people, I just pray you'll heal them. For all of my wonderful friends who are just dealing with this disease, please heal them. So, sorry. <laughs> the cancel culture. What if the cancel culture gets you? And Big Brother wants to freeze your bank account. See, one of the goals of the WEF, and I've talked about this, and in the book I'm working on, I'm going to be talking about this further, but one of the goals of the WEF, World Economic Forum, all the richy riches of this world, what they want to do is have a digital currency whereby your money will be kept in a digital database and you will not be allowed to go into debt. They're going to control your spending. So they'll see what you have in the books and they'll make sure that you don't overspend. This is where we're going. You know, Pacific Western Bank, uh, PacWest Bank Corp, is based in Los Angeles. They issued a statement saying they already announced they were exploring strategic asset sales and that the company at its board was continually reviewing strategic options. And as soon as people heard about that, it was like, oh, my God, get your money out. They, they caused a bank run. It's just like what happened to First Republic. We talked about that in yesterday's podcast. And what happened to Silicon Valley Bank? First Republic and Silicon Valley Bank are based in the Bay Area. Isn't that interesting? The wealthiest place in the world, Silicon Valley, and that's where the banks are failing first. So what's to be made of all of this? And then I'm going to get to the cost of the taxpayer. But there's an excellent article that I'm reading over at Market Watch. It came out yesterday, but it's, uh, it's, it's very, very strong. We are running out of time to fix this problem. So who said that? Well, it's a billionaire, a billionaire hedge fund manager named Bill Ackman. Some of you have probably heard of him. He's a guy, I'm guessing, in you know, early 40s, super good looking, super smart, obviously. But he's, he's somewhat of a contrarian in the world of finance because he's not always looking at the glass half full. And right now, he's not looking at the glass half full. He said, quote, we are running out of time to fix this problem. How many more unnecessary bank failures do we need to watch before the FDIC, the U.S. Treasury, and our government wake up? We need a system-wide deposit guarantee regime right now. That's Bill Ackman. His two cents on the regional banking system following the collapse of First Republic. By the way, First Republic was quickly taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. But now you've got PacWest, and they plummeted, as I mentioned, because they, they, they simply reported they're looking at their bottom line, they're looking at their balance sheets, and they're considering strategic options, and that's all it took. That's how shaky the market is right now. So I'm saying this to you because I don't know what, I don't know what you have in terms of assets, I wouldn't panic, but I would strategically think, what is my safest move right now? And I'm not the only one talking about this. You're not the only one thinking about this. Do we want to watch the dominoes, dominoes fall at a great systemic and economic cost? No, we don't. So let's get back to this Ackman guy. His company is Pershing Square Capital Management big hedge fund. 
And he said that First Republic Bank would not have failed if the FDIC, FDIC is Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, had temporarily guaranteed deposits while the sector waits for a new guaranteed regime to be created. Although that's what he says. Although you know that that would have caused people to freak out as well. People are in freak out mode right now. People, when you get guys like Elon Musk saying things are moving fast, weird fast. Well, yeah, there are, there are rapid changes taking place all over. It's not just in the United States. It's not just in the developed world, all over the world right now on the economic level, on the social level, on the spiritual level, things are happening, man. So it's interesting because if you go back, you'll see that this Ackman tweeted in late March about a possible acceleration of deposit outflows from banks. In other words, in late March, he was saying, watch out, people are going to start taking money out of these banks. And he personally singled out Treasury Secretary Yellen for indicating that her department is not considering blanket deposit insurance. When he heard her say that, he said this, Yellen and the FDIC are considering either an explicit or de facto guarantee of deposits above and beyond the current $250,000 limit. So Janet Yellen was signaling that they're expecting something calamitous to take place and, and on top of that, they were going to cover everybody's rear end. Even though deposits might only be shared up to $250,000, they said, don't worry, we got you covered. So let me just go to this one because the federal government, just, just for the takeover uh, and sale of First Republic Bank to J.P. Morgan Chase, as I just mentioned. So First Republic fails really over the weekend. J.P. Morgan Chase quickly comes in. The federal government, this is your money and my money, federal government is shelling out $13 billion to take over and sell First Republic Bank. You know, the, the federal government in these situations is the middleman, the FDIC. The FDIC initially estimated that the cost to its deposit insurance fund, which protects depositors, and resolves failed banks. And again, remember, this is the thing that Janet Yellen said. Well, I know, you know, on paper, you're covered for 250000 but we're going to take care of that. And then some. She, she was speaking on behalf of you and me. We, the taxpayer, are going to take care of that. It's going to cost us $13 billion just for that bank alone. $13 billion. The FDIC gets its money. Here's, here's what you have to realize. The FDIC gets its money from banks by levying fees, and those charges are passed on to the customers. To cover the cost of the three recent bank collapses, the FDIC is going to be spe- uh, levying a special assessment that will ultimately increase the costs that customers are paying. So they charge the banks, the banks charge the customers, and then on top of that, the FDIC gets money from the Treasury where it has an existing line of credit, where are we borrowing that money from? From the Federal Reserve. So that comes out of the taxpayer's pocket. And the more the FDIC bails out banks, the more it's just cascading. 
the more expensive it gets for all of us. Okay, so at this time, I've done enough uh, complaining, right? So how do we fix this? Honestly, how do we fix this? We need a new president, for starters. Uh, Biden economics does not work. It's a tax and spend regime unlike any other, more so than Obama. They're proving this does not work. When Americans are stifled by sky-high taxation, it's tax it, taxes are higher than ever, and entrepreneurs are forced, forced to navigate endless amounts of red tape at the federal level, at the state level, depending on where you live, at the county level, depending on where you live, it turns out that trillions of dollars in new taxes compounded with new regulations from the government don't translate to economic growth or business expansion or job creation. There's a huge disconnect here. It's not working. This is one of the things, whether you like Donald Trump or not, I will tell you, when he was president, he was getting rid of regulations on the book like no other president in history. And most of those regulations were economic, just trying to free up the economy. Joe Biden gets into office and, and turns things around on a dime. Uh, puts back in place all that Donald Trump tried to get rid of. Biden's economic agenda does nothing to spur private sector activity. It only sucks the life out of it. And Americans shouldn't expect circumstances to change anytime soon until this regime is out. You know, for example, we have persistent inflation eating away at your savings. Now we've got banks failing. The federal government is spending money. It doesn't have to correct this problem. On top of that, banks are going to be charging more for the cost of doing business. That gets passed on to consumers as well. It's just a trickle-down effect across the board. But all this, the, the White House is creating the Office of Environmental Justice because they want to end environmental racism. Now, I know exactly what that means. I'm writing a book on this right now. I've talked about it in, in recent podcasts. Just listen to the Skyjacked series. But they honestly believe that environmentalism is the key to righting all the wrongs of this world, socially speaking, and even economically, because they see in the future a huge transfer of wealth. And if they can take a wrecking ball to this economy, they will be able to level the playing field. That's what they believe. That's what the United Nations has been preaching forever. And that's what the World Economic Forum is, is currently, currently trying to see done to America. The left hates America. They hate liberty. I'm sorry I'm getting so wound up. But this is a this is a defining moment, my friends. I think Americans are past disappointment at this point. We are frustrated. We need some change. We've learned to lower our expectations to basically nothing at this point in time. Biden officials just look at the economy. Look at the economy of the overseas. That's all they need to do to know that they're not going to win this next election unless there's funny business going on. According to the most recent polling, nearly 70% of Americans are pessimistic about the country's financial prospects. 70%. 
And these tax and spend policies have been tested time and time again. They fail every single time. Biden economics needs to be tossed. A free market is the only way. But the, the progressives hate a free market because they see that as taking advantage of others. Let me, this is something, uh, let me see if I can find this. Okay, okay, here it is. This is for this book that I'm working on, but let me go to this website, the Communist Party USA website. So if you look back on podcast episodes 178, 179, what are your actual God-given rights? 178, 179. And today's podcast is 182. I was talking about liberty. Communism and our style of governance and liberty. I talked a little bit about that, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about it right now. American style liberty was conceived by John Locke in the, in the, 17, in the 1600s. John Locke believed that God gave us three inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty means freedom from government interference in the way in which you live. And the way in which you live has a moral compass based on the Ten Commandments. Okay, I think I just explained this pretty well. The government stays out of that. That was the whole idea of the United States of America. Limited government, representatives elected by the people, no king, no queen, no oligarch, no authoritarian, dictator, benevolent or otherwise. That's the way the United States was supposed to be. Well, the communists hate this. They don't like that kind of liberty. Liberty to me, to them, means this. And I'm going to read this from the Communist Party USA website. Communists see individuals in the context of their role in the economy. Some are capitalists. Now see, the left hates capitalists. They don't like business owners at large. They don't like corporations at large. They don't like hedge fund managers at large. They don't like wealthy people at large. Some are capitalists who own property that enables them to make a profit from the labor of other people. Others are workers who furnish the labor that produces the value but receive in return only a small part of that value as a wage. Workers' income is a wage. Capitalists' income is profits. Okay. They want to reset the entire world as we know it so you have an elite class making all the rules and living above the fray and then everyone else. That's their idea of liberty. In the eyes of the progressive leftists, communists, socialists, all the same, we have not attained liberty yet. We won't attain liberty until the economy comes crashing down and we're able to reestablish it. And I think that perhaps what we're seeing right now is an effort to do just that. So we need to prepare. Whatever that looks like, you need to prepare. I will prepare. And First and foremost, we need to pray. We're going down a rough patch here, folks. We need to 
we need to hang on to the back bumper of that uh, race car, grip it, and pray God be with us. Change things. Rearrange things. Change the hearts of man. Rearrange the hearts of these crazy leftists who are out to destroy things as we know them to be. So I, I remain hopeful and I hope you will remain hopeful as well. And if this has been helpful in terms of a podcast, in terms of information, I pray that you will share that. BrianSussman.com is the website. Brian Sussman Show on Facebook. And then for daily doses of inspiration, just go to my Instagram feed, at Brian Sussman Show. God bless you, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>